We're back for another edition of the Books and Culture Podcast. I'm Stan Guthrie, your host, and with me, as always, is John Wilson, the editor of Books and Culture. And we're going to look at a book called The Girl Next Door. A year ago, Stan, I wrote a little piece for the Books and Culture website talking about a couple of then forthcoming books. And one of them was a book called Charity by the biblical scholar Gary Anderson. Mm -hmm. And the other one was a book called No Man's Nightingale by Ruth Rendell that was scheduled for publication in November of 2013. And as I said, this was last July, almost exactly a year ago. I mentioned there that even though I read a lot of crime fiction, and Ruth Rendell is one of the three or four most highly praised crime writers alive. She's right up there in terms of her reputation with P.D. James and others of that stature. I had never finished a book of hers until a year ago, long, long time ago. I had tried a couple of them, just didn't find them my cup of tea, and then for decades had not even picked up one of her books. And... I got an e-galley of this book, No Man's Nightingale, which was the latest volume in a very long-running series that she's done. Something about it, maybe partly that the chief victim was a woman who was an Anglican priest in England. She's a British writer. Maybe that drew me into it. I'm not sure what. But I started reading it, and... After I finished reading it, I thought, I'm going to read some more of her books. And so I went back and started with her first novel, which was published in 1964 when she was in her early 30s. And I read, in order, all the books that were in this series that included No Man's Nightingale featuring this chief inspector, Wexford, who actually is retired by the time of that last book. And there were probably 20-something of those. And you read all of those. Yeah. Then I started with her standalone novels. And I did the same thing with them. You know, I read through them in chronological order. I finally bogged down when I got to the batch of books that she wrote under the pseudonym Barbara Vine. I didn't get very far there and I didn't read the collections of short stories. I might take them up again sometime or not. But it was a very interesting experience of intensely inhabiting the world of a writer over a period of months. And in the course of that, I came to have just a terrific respect for the power of her imagination and also just a very vivid sense of living imaginatively in her world. What was the biggest reason why you suddenly opened up to it? I have no idea. I really don't know. Part of it is that her sensibility is one that I don't just immediately feel like she's a kindred spirit. She has a heavy sense of irony, but then I, you know, I like irony along with some other things. Some people describe her as very dark. There is some of that for sure. But this new novel, The Girl Next Door, which is again going to be published in November, November 2014, and is one of her freestanding books, not one of her 
series books. Uh, here she is in her 80s. It's an excellent book, which will make some people unhappy. Why is that? Well, right now there's a tremendous emphasis, rightly, on the way that women are so often made victims. That's a reality that no one who's honest can evade. On the other hand, being human, women are often complicit as well. And so mm -hmm. it's not a simple case. And of course, no one would deny that either. But let's say that there are certain stories that it's now more fashionable to tell than others. And Rendell, who is herself, I mean, her positions on issues of the day that people argue about tend to be impeccably liberal. And yet her novels don't follow any script. Yeah. I mean, they dealt with a lot of the issues that, for instance, one that is very, very recurring theme, especially in a lot of her later books, is abuse of spouses or partners, abuse by males of the women that they're living with and presented in a very unsparing way. It's not that she's somehow blasé about that. But in this particular book, there is a complexity that doesn't fit certain scripts that are fashionable now. There's a fascinating phenomenon that you and I have talked a little bit about before because people are living longer now yeah. mm -hmm. in general, and everyone knows this, everyone talks about it, but one aspect of that is that there are more writers still writing work that is very good work at an age at which not very many people have <laughs> have written in the past, you know. And it's not that there haven't been any great writers in the past who are 80 years old and still writing. It's not that there haven't been any like that, but there haven't been near as many. I mean, you look at writers of earlier generations. You look at people like Dickens and Joyce and Dostoevsky and on and on and on. And it's been understudied. You might say the literature of old age. It gives writers an opportunity because the novel in, in question... The Girl Next Door, involves the discovery of a pair of hands, a male hand and a female hand, that have been unearthed in a building project. Under the circumstances, the assumption is this couple probably didn't die of natural causes. <laughs> How did it happen? Is it even worth investigating after all this time? And it causes a number of characters who were now quite old but were young when this crime occurred in the 40s, to think back to that time. And so part of the appeal of the book is the way that it tracks the enormous changes in Britain between the 40s and now well into the 21st century, all the changes that have taken place, both for better and for worse, so that Rendell is by no means just wringing her hands and saying, oh, the good old days. And on the other hand, the characters do recall things that clearly do seem better, along with other things that were not better. <laughs> you know. Right. But she's very unsentimental. She's not cynical. And she loves to take an expectation and overturn it. And so the way that she treats the unfolding story of these older characters is itself fascinating. And it's something that she couldn't have done, however imaginative she was. She just couldn't have written this book 40 years ago. 
it has a unique perspective that comes with being in your 80s. But nothing has been watered down. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't lost her fastball? <laughs> no. No, not at all. all right. But it's a very powerful book. If you have any interest at all, I would suggest poking around a little bit between now and November and reading a couple of other books. To mention one amazingly powerful standalone book, it's called The Lake of Darkness. Just an extraordinary book but there are many others. If you find that your cup of tea, then you have something to look forward to in November. Or if you're interested in this theme of you know, the writing of old age, 